0: Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm so glad that you're here listening to this today. And if you're listening the day this episode releases, it is Valentine's Day. So um, I hope that today is not a day that you're discouraged and overwhelmed and filled with sadness, but a day where you're motivated to continue fighting for your marriage with your spouse. And I think our conversation today is going to um, help with that encouragement.
1: Without a doubt, and do not let Valentine's Day depress you, but encourage you to pray for others and for you to know that God is wanting to increase your love And get your marriage to be all that he wants it to be. So this is a day to be excited for the future.
0: Absolutely. Well, today we're going to share a special discussion on marriage that we had with Scott Salisbury. Scott is the director of marriage programs at Live the Life South Florida, and he has a love for seeing marriages succeed with God at the center. Today's discussion is going to encourage you regardless of the state of marriage you're in. If you're happily married, you may be looking for tips on how to strengthen that bond, and we talk about that. Or maybe you're a person who is praying and fighting for your marriage because your marriage is broken right now. We're going to talk about how to handle that and ways that you can put God at the center as you pray and fight for your marriage. So there is really something for everyone in today's discussion. I hope that you enjoy this talk, and then at the end, you find yourself motivated to see your marriage continue to grow in Jesus as you serve Him
1: through your marriage. We are excited that this is going to encourage you for the future and not get you discouraged because of any time or any circumstance, but that you just listen and believe what the Lord is going to do and what you can do for others and for your family while you're waiting for His miracle.
0: And one of those things that you can do is to be a person of prayer. And we talk about that a lot in today's episode. And so we've created some resources that are available for you To download as you look for ways to intentionally pray for your marriage. We have 30 days of praying for your wife, 30 days of praying for your husband, or 30 days of praying for your prodigal if you're a person who is praying for a prodigal spouse. So you can click the link in the show notes and find the prayer challenge that would help you the most. And that is available for you as well.
1: Never, never doubt the power of prayer in your life.
0: Absolutely. Well, I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, Scott, thank you for joining us today and coming to um, sit down and talk to us about one of our favorite topics marriage and God's view of marriage.
2: It's been a joy, um, a journey. But a joy as well, too. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be able to come and, and sit with the, with you both and just talk of what God has in store for our time together. Yeah. Amen. Well,
0: tell me a little bit about what you do. You're with Live the Life South Florida. So what do you do at Live the Life South Florida?
2: So Live the Life South Florida, uh, we work with marriages. Uh, we also work in students. So we work re- really, we take from um, young people from middle school all the way to senior adults. And we kind of talk about relationship education. You know, we we feel like at one point it was just marriage enrichments and encouragements Mm -hmm. and directions and conference of classes. We felt like we wanted to go back a little bit because if all we were dealing with were broken marriages, um, then we just kind of repeat the cycle. We said, why don't we go farther down the river and say, let's talk about to high schoolers and and middle schoolers how to have healthy relationships. Mm And so we've had the privilege of being over 47 different public high schools and private schools in Broward County. That's great. Teaching relationship education (laughs) and uh, to uh, well over 5,000 students over the last. You know, four or five years. That's and so awesome. to be in their life early on, especially those, those middle school years mm-hmm. are pivotal, trying to f- navigate and figure out emotions and feelings and relationships, mm-hmm. well, has this all, to have some sound um, education mm-hmm. in front of them uh, has been been positive, And we've certainly seen years later how people have walked through that that are now going, okay, those early years mattered for me making decisions later on yeah. in my life. So. Uh, But in doing that, you know, I oversee our marriage program. I'm director of marriage programs. And so we see uh, marriages that come in from um, our our, uh, premarital courses Mm -hmm. to just enrichment, going, hey, I just need a kind of a tune-up to struggling marriages that Mm -hmm. are feeling like we're done. We've already been divorced. uh, We're heading for a divorce. Mm -hmm. I've signed the papers, but it looks better for the judge (laughs) if I just, you know, hey, I tried to, you know. And we just said, listen, you know, we just believe that that, that— Our God that we serve is big and big enough to handle our our deepest needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a starting point. And we call it Hope Weekend because, you know, we're not here to solve the marriage weekend. We are hope to provide hope.
1: And that is the key because if you don't have hope or or faith that believe that anything can happen, nothing is impossible with God, nothing. And Mm -hmm. that's what we teach is that you... I divorced Bob because of the circumstances, and I had two pastors and, and counselors and attorneys saying, you know, it's hopeless. Yeah. And I believed it. Yeah. And then afterwards, God says, what about me? Yeah, amen. And and I, I, it's not hopeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he changed me and and had me open my eyes to that God hates divorce. Yeah. And if he writes that in the Bible, yeah. then he's trying to he teach us it. something. He means <laughs> yeah. it, you know. And that's the key is that the people get hope and then they get encouragement. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, you can live, you know, 40 days without food. You can go four weeks without water. You can go about four minutes without air, but you can't live a second without hope. Mm -hmm. Um, So the question is really, what is our hope in? You know, Paul Mm -hmm. talks about, you know, hoping the things that are eternal, not the things that are here on on earth, Mm -hmm. because things on earth are temporary. They're subject to change. right? Right. But the things that are in heaven, you know, focus our eyes on things that are above because we know that's eternal. Right. right, you know, mm-hmm. so right. we gotta focus on the things that are eternal.
1: Amen. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's well, awesome.
0: many people are feeling hopeless because of their marriages and the situation there is they're in. And you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago about the devil hates marriage. Yeah. He he wants it destroyed and he doesn't um he doesn't stop at any any line to cross to uh, destroy a marriage for a couple. And so why do you think the um enemy is so against marriages?
2: Um, I think there's was a couple reasons uh, God instituted marriage before he instituted the church mm-hmm. yes he did so back in Genesis he sta- he installed the idea of marriage yeah. and so from the very beginning I think the enemy was trying is, is was and is trying to dissolve something that God had United mm-hmm. you know and so uh, but this idea of oneness um, coming together uh, Produces power and authority and opportunity for God to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting if you read it in Genesis, the devil didn't come to Adam and Eve; he came to Eve.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He came to one first, mm-hmm. right? And because, you know, when he can get you alone, and then he gets us into this head in our head mm-hmm. that's just kind of gets begins to circulate and all. He has the potential of beginning to get us to, to believe things that aren't inaccurate, right? Because of feelings and emotions yes. and, and truths, all that stuff, right? But when you've got somebody else that's there to say, wait, let me speak into that. Let me tell you what the truth is. Let me, let me help answer that question. Now you, don't, now you don't necessarily leave it here. Now you've got to rationalize it out. And I think when we get to the place of feeling alone, which I think is the whole goal of the enemy, is let me, yes. let me get you to be lonely. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, like, you can live in a home with five running kids mm-hmm. and a husband or a wife or whatever and still feel alone. You can work in an environment where you've got 35 coworkers but yet still feel alone because the enemy really wants – if he can get you on island solo by yourself, uh, he can really begin to play into the emotions and feelings in your mind. And so I think uh, in marriage, he's constantly fighting against di- – constantly trying to bring division mm-hmm. in separation. Because he knows the power of unity mm-hmm. when two people come together to work through something. You know, marriage is not easy. We, yeah. we know that. We, we put the work, effort, time, energy in. It is, a, I always thought, it's the hardest relationship, yet mm-hmm. most rewarding relationship we'll ever be involved in. Right. Here right. on earth. Yeah. Um, and so we know it's going to be hard. You know, nobody signs up. You know, going the premarital going this is mm-hmm. going to be the
0: hardest relationship. I'm yeah. so excited about <laughs> First this. First Corinthians seven right. says that, right? Exactly, right. It, this you will know, be difficult. This will be difficult, right?
2: <laughs> you know, Paul very clear. Yeah. You know, I'm actually don't do this if you don't really want to. Yeah. You know, Paul says I'd rather you not do it. You know, so, but but we understand it's a hard it's a hard process. Mm-hmm. We just have to understand that in the hard days of life, and it's not a matter of if but when, when. the hard days come, mm-hmm. what's our posture? You know, do we give up? Do we? I'm done throwing the towel, or do we say mm-hmm. I, I need to stay and fight? You know, Paul is very clear multiple times in Scripture on our re- our response when those times come, those troubles come. You know, Paul even said this way: he says the things I don't want to do in Romans, mm-hmm. the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. Right. The things right. I want to do, I can't seem to do. And he says I daily have to do what? I got to beat my body mm-hmm. into subjection that I may That's honor right. Him. Right? That is in marriage, in raising kids. In living life, it's just, it's a daily fight. We right. call it the grind, but it's yeah. a daily fight, you know, just fighting that flesh. And so, uh, but the enemy hates it so much because I believe it 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 brings honor to God. Mm-hmm. You know, our marriage, uh, oneness is a holy act, a holy moment that we're sacrificing back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. The enemy is all about selfishness, you know, but but... Kingdom mindset is all about sacrifice. I want to give. I want to be the least of these. I want to serve at your feet, not be the head of the table, but be at the, the foot of the table. Okay. It's the opposite, right? Right. And so um but when the enemy when the enemy sees that working well, um he turns up the heat mm-hmm. and finds, you know, what's those what are those weak spots that I can begin to to, to work in on. But but he hates seeing a, a couple who are praying together. He hates seeing a couple who are managing life together, raising right. kids together in, in a good godly home. He hates to see it because it goes against his nature, yeah, which is isolation right. And, right. Um, and solo and you can't make it and defeatedness and, and all that.
0: Right. I think that um, we've never seen a couple that has ended up separated or divorced, having struggles in their marriage, that ended there quickly and suddenly. Mm. It was a Multitude of micro decisions that led them there, you know, just a slow separation of that unity that you're talking about, right. and how can a couple combat that like you know there's um suggestions from people that you need to be one and and how does that look in a in a functioning marriage when a couple is coming together, and when you have started to see that separation emotionally in your relationship. How can you take steps to get back to that mm. oneness together? Yeah.
2: I think part of it is got to retrain your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we've lived so long in our brain thinking he's always going to do this or mm-hmm. she's never going to do that, right? And we got to retrain the brain to, to think differently. Um, but I look at it this way. I think, I think it's taking little steps, right? not giant leaps, right? I mean, if you've ever been on a treadmill in the gym and you turn it on and you stop walking what happens?
1: It stops. Yeah, it's, it's a bad scenario, right? It's bad. It's ugly, right? Because life is
2: always moving, yeah. right? And so we have to continue to move as well, too, which means we just got to put a step. We don't need hit, We don't have to hit home runs. We just had to hit singles, right? Right. So what's one step I can do mm-hmm. in this marriage that is fractured that I can, can move towards him instead of turns away? My wife shares a story about we were kind of just struggling with some things or whatever for a couple of weeks and just kinda of talking through it, but just not on the same page. And she says this story. She says, I remember laying in bed with my husband one night, and I turned my 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 body, just turned my posture away from him, mm-hmm. you know, because I was just frustrated. And she says, The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Turn to your husband, not away from him. Yeah. Mm. Now, at that moment, it was her choice out of the act of obedience of what no, I'm not I'm just not gonna do it. Or <laughs> right. I'm gonna be to. Now she never told me until... I think we were teaching at a conference. She, yeah. taught, she shared this story. Like, I have no idea, so that was like a year and a half ago, right? But but that was something. But that was intimate between her and the Lord. Yeah. That, right. That that on that that moment of of obedience, right? God honored that, right? Of right. course, you know. Obviously, we, we, there's restoration in that yes. process. But I think it's it's those little steps as mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit who walks with us says, "Hey, do that little thing, mm-hmm. put that deposit that little piece," there. because so much of life is all about withdrawals. Mm-hmm. We just have withdrawal, withdrawal, withdrawal. We've got to deposit into our marriage. Mm-hmm. And what is what is one act? You know, uh, ask your husband, hey, how can I love you today? Mm-hmm. How can I love your wife? How what can I do that would show love to you this right. week? Mm-hmm. You right. know, if, if if that's not your heart, like, I don't want to, that's a heart issue. Right. But if you're really trying to, um, don't try to guess what it is. Don't try to figure mm-hmm. it. Just ask them, hey, how can I love you this week? How can I show love to you? You mm-hmm. know, and she might have a list of four I can tell you in alphabetical <laughs> order if you'll do, it, you know, or he might say if you will just greet me when I walk in the door. Right. right. For men, a lot of it's just respect. Just oh, show me yes. respect. You exactly. know? Just, just agree with me when I say, hey, we're gonna do this. Okay, good. Versus yeah. going, I don't want to do that, right? Yeah. It could be little things. So asking, we encourage people, mm-hmm. just ask them mm-hmm. and let them speak into it versus trying to trying to guess, you know, what could that act be or what could that mm-hmm. verbiage be or what could that text say. Hey, how could I love you? And I think those little acts of kindness towards each other, they're empathetic. You know, I remind couples this before you got married, they had 20 plus years probably without you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have no idea outside of what they've let you in on, what's happened in those 20 years of life. Yeah. Right. right. The painful side of things, the growing up in a dysfunctional home and oh, growth yeah. dysfunction, but yeah. just growing up in a broken home, right. all those things. So you don't understand how Your raising of your voice affects Mm -hmm. that young little girl inside when she was six years old and she's all dead. You know, you don't don't see all that stuff. So I said, so have empathy Mm -hmm. towards your spouse when you're navigating and walking through troubled waters Mm -hmm. and don't feel like, well, she should have matured he should know better than, you know, just have empathy. So in your conversation with each other, be empathetic towards each other.
0: That reminds me, I have the um, verse here, Romans 12, verse 10 says, be devoted to one another and love. Honor one another above yourselves. Mm. And if we would just shift our focus to stop making it all about me, mm-hmm. but instead serving my spouse, yeah. then you're putting them, you know, ahead of you. And if two, you have two people that are just doing that, right. falling over each other, trying to serve one another, yeah. then where does that give the enemy a foothold right. to right. to come in? Right. Um, Why do you think so many marriages suffer before they raise the white flag and, and say, hey, we're struggling because, you know, a lot of marriages, they have these divisions that we talked about and they just build up and build up and then by the time they ask for help. The brick wall is yeah. built between them. Yeah. Why do you think so many people fail to ask for help early on? I
2: think ultimately, I think it's a pride thing. Yeah. I, I want people, I don't want people to know. <laughs> yeah. I thought
0: I was
1: thinking that word right mm-hmm. when you were. Yeah, I just don't think say people it want people want people know positively. I think,
2: like think about it this way: people love to to give to kids. Mm-hmm. And it, it deals with kids, you know, yeah. toy drive, all the stuff. When it comes to marriages, people are like, eh, I'm not sure why. Because they're two grown adults who should figure life out, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> right. And yeah. so, as adults, we feel like we should we should be able to figure this out. We're right. two grown adults. Yeah, we don't need someone else telling us how to figure this thing out, right? right. And the reality is, the Bible says this: there is a there is wisdom in the multitudes, mm-hmm. wisdom of counsel in the multitudes of many when we just leave it to ourselves, we have, there's wisdom between two of us, but you know what, if I get before another person who has different wisdom or greater in this area, we get, we get to know, you know, we, we know what we know in this space. We know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And we know what we don't know that we didn't realize we needed to know. Mm -hmm. Right. But we're just so, um, inept to believe that we should be able to figure life out with what we have. But the reality is we should always be learners, that's what a discipler Amen. is, right? A learner and the discipline. Yeah, so how positively. can I learn yeah. to grow in meeting with a coach or meeting with a counselor or mm-hmm. meeting with a pastor to say, "Hey, we're stuck." Mm-hmm. You know, so many couples, I'm sure you guys run into as well too, they it's not that they don't communicate, they just don't connect. Mm-hmm. They just not they're not they're not connecting with each other and they find themselves stuck mm-hmm. in this pattern, residual pattern, you know, and it could yeah. be trauma, it could be, you know, um triggers that cause them to but but they just kind of get stuck and so how do we break that cycle mm-hmm. of getting unstuck, you know, if you go out west into Wyoming, Dakotas and all that stuff, there are still um, tracks from the wheels that were walked, that were ridden out there mm. back 150, 200 years ago. Mm. And deep, these deep ruts uh-huh. that are still there, hundreds of years later, wow. was what caught them through. There. But, but but they're still stuck there. So as, as marriages, sometimes we get stuck in these ruts going, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be different. It should be this way. He doesn't. She never, you know, get out of the rut. Right? Yeah. You've, you've got to work out of that rut. Some ruts are deeper than others, mm-hmm. but you've got to find some help and just say, hey, I'm willing to raise my hand and say, hey, can you give me something? Mm-hmm. Because we were kind of all out of ideas.
1: We can have a blame. Yeah. We, we can all of a sudden personally have one or two of both of them blame each other sure. for, oh, yeah. about different things. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other word that we often don't mention in a marriage is forgive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We yep. need to forgive yeah. on all areas and, and little things yeah. or a big thing. Yeah. We need to learn to forgive and yeah. talk through it, pray through it, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and work on it and not just have... This stuffed down there so that when something happens, it's just right there to trigger you again Mm -hmm. of that unforgiveness that you're just keeping for no reason other than the devil wants you to never forgive them for whatever they've done. Well, let's let's talk about forgiveness.
0: What would you say to a man or woman who has a relationship that it may be they're still living under the same roof. It may be broken, and they're separated right now. But there's been deep hurts. Mm. There may have been betrayal or addictions, and what would you say to that person that needs to mm. forgive and and try to heal? But they've got to do the first step of forgiving.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it, it is it's a it's a step process. You know, forgive forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting what mm-hmm. happened. You know, oh, yeah. and I think you've got to you would depend on the the significance of what's happened, right. the betrayal, um, loss of trust. You know, I, mean, I always say trust is time plus integrity equals trust. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. So it takes some time. Yeah. It takes some integral acts and decisions, and that rebuilds trust. It only takes one bad decision to, to really mutilate trust, right? Right. <laughs> but it takes a lot of time to rebuild that back. And so when when somebody's walking through, you know, trauma or walking through, an, you know, trying to rebuild forgiveness— it takes a it takes some some simple some small steps you know what um, this is risky mm-hmm. it's risky to say I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you in this process mm-hmm. but but it's kind of like kind when you, when you're raising kids um, you don't say hey have a free-for-all enjoy life <laughs> yeah <laughs> you say hey you know what uh, these are the rules these are expectations yeah. and as you grow up and get older you're gonna have more expectations and more freedoms as well too right. so when there's brokenness in a home, you've got to start with the little things. What 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 is one thing that we can work that we have in common right now? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, let's hold on to that. Let's see if there's something we can add to that, you know, in the near future. Because I because I think the goal is you have to ask the question, do you want to be made whole? Do yeah. you want the marriage to be made? Whole? And the answer to that's no, mm-hmm. then that's a whole separate direction. Right. But if both are go both parties are going, We want this to work. Mm-hmm. We just need some steps to make it to work. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think making those steps is okay turning towards each other um what are your needs what mm-hmm. what is what is a need that I can help um mm-hmm. fulfill you know uh, I need when it comes to you know let's, let's say a couple was just infidelity okay mm-hmm. uh, and she, she says I can't trust it when you come home you're really coming home yeah you know, things like that listen if that if that's the case hey one of my need one of my asks is can you text me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. hey when you're leaving so I know you. When I know you're going to be home in 20 minutes from now, like yeah. right? that helps rebuild some, some trust. And and he may go, I can't believe I got to do it. But yeah. again, you go back to, do we want to make it work? Mm-hmm. If We want to make it work. Then we need to make sacrifices for the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about this idea of of us. How us, is more important than you or me. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we talk about us, we talk about the marriage. Like the marriage matters most, right? Yeah. What you think and and what he thinks matters. Mm-hmm. But but it may not think it may not matter as much as what matters to the marriage. Right. And so we can sacrifice for the marriage before maybe you can sacrifice for your spouse. Mm-hmm. Because if we want, if the, if the goal is, I want the marriage to work, then I'm willing to sacrifice for the marriage. I'm not sure if I can sacrifice for her because of what she said yet. But I'll sacrifice for the marriage because I realize the marriage needs this.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and then the, put in the children. Sure. If oh, there yeah. are children. Yeah. We need to have both husband and wife realize that everything you do, mm-hmm. they're watching, yeah. and yeah. we want to be an example, but we need to sacrifice our lives to say we need these children not to live in, in a separated home, right. and we know the stats on right. it, yeah. and we know that they need a mom and a dad together. Yeah. So we need to fight for that yeah. and and put the children as a focus mm-hmm. of you know what? What We're willing right. to do that for our children. And the it's work ge- you do is is
0: a generational exactly, work. Exactly, yeah. Oh, to generational. I was say. I po- it's, it's generational. Oh, positive. And if you sat
1: with
2: a, I sat with a couple, I said, let me paint you a five-year picture. Mm-hmm. I sitting with them a couple of the other day, and I said, said five years, you want to get divorced? And she's trying to hide all this thing together. But let's go five years from now. You get divorced. This is what it's going to look like. Separate mm-hmm. Christmases, Thanksgivings, weekends, uh, running around. like you, and, and, and if that's what you really want. This is the direction you're gonna go five years right. from now. That's just a little couple of things I can come up with. Yeah. The other direction is let me give you five years if you fought for this. This is gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be sacrificing, it's gonna be giving up. I said, but what you're gaining gaining in long-term return mm-hmm. is you've your kids of going, I know what life is like when it's hard. Right. And my parents knew it was hard. And guess what they did? They stayed, they right. worked this through for us and mm-hmm. for themselves. Yeah. And so they, what the kids got was an example of what, how, do you do, how do you do hard work, right? right? Uh, and if there's something our kids the need age. now more than ever is the examples of hard work. The yeah. work.
1: For them, for their yes, future. Yes, absolutely. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you know? we're all
2: patterns. We're all pattern and examples. Yeah. As parents, everything we do, is patterning in examples, good, bad, and ugly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully more good than bad and yeah. ugly. But we're patterning for our kids and our kids' kids. Because this right. is again generational. The yeah. Bible Constantly. is very clear. If we don't, if we don't address the massive issues that are going on in our personal lives that mm-hmm. we get into marriage, there's a potential that it carries on to the next generation yeah. and the next generation and the next generation. Like we get to the wedding day thinking this is the case. I'm getting married. Here we go. Here, babe, here's all my stuff. Here's my suitcase of belongings and issues, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you're going to help me fix them. Yeah. Right. But that was not God's intention no. for marriage. He no. said, actually, <laughs> the goal is get all your stuff together, yeah. figure most of your stuff out, right? then get to the altar. Right. And it's not two broken people. It's two pretty healthy people right. with the Savior kind of in the centerpiece. But if you got two broken people mm-hmm. hoping that two broke people going to fix each other, yeah, that can be a recipe for a lot of challenges, right. massive challenges, right? And so, so you know... But moving forward, you've got people. You know, we've got two people in a marriage who want to make it work, but are struggling to take that first step. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts as a conversation. Like we we want to be on the same page. I know there's hurt. I know there's pain. Mm-hmm. There's there's brokenness that's here. But um, how can I move towards you versus move away from you? We mm-hmm. want to move towards each other. Um, and if your why is big enough, and that why is. We're staying because of the marriage or we're staying because of the kids Mm -hmm. or whatever. If that why is big enough, you'll sacrifice for it. Yeah,
0: What would you say to a person who is the only one right now Mm -hmm. that wants to fight for that and the other spouse just isn't on board right now and Mm -hmm. can't get over whatever it is they're holding on to, Mm -hmm. the bitterness, the anger? What would you say to that one person that's trying to be the one fighting for the marriage alone?
2: Yeah, I mean... Hold on to Christ yeah. and what he's done, the scriptures. Mm-hmm. I think I think go, go back to Hosea. You read the story of Hosea and here was God's intention for, you know, um, again, it was a type and shadow of his people towards mm-hmm. him, just constantly going out. But uh, Hosea's posture was just, I'm going to hold on. This is this is my promise. Yeah. I mean, you live an example. This is my promise. This is what you've asked me to do. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to intercede and pray. Um, I can't change them. Right. But I can do I can do everything I can do towards mm-hmm. this marriage, and I'll sacrifice for the marriage. Amen. Uh, I can I can tell you story after story. Oh my goodness, um, of couples who have sacrificed. One is just like I'm just done. Like I got no desire. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in it, and was basically running away. Mm, right. And she she's been an intercessor in my, in my life for over 25 years, mm. um, and she just continued to intercede and pray, and saw literally saw. Transformation take place in front of her mm-hmm. eyes of her husband, oh, but it, but it wasn't overnight. It was yeah. over years, yeah. right. Right? right? To the point where now he's, you know, last twenty years of his life, he's been in church serving the Lord, mm. and, and his kids are. But he broke that. He broke a potential pattern, right? That could have been for the next previous generations, yes. correct. And that pattern was broken, um, not because of who he was, but because of whose he was, yes. and because of what she was doing right, behind exactly. the scenes, holding right. on, praying, and yes. interceding. Exactly. And I would t- I would tell that person find other people, mm-hmm. a few other people. That trust, that believe, with you, mm-hmm. that you can get around to say just just agree with me, yes, just correct, just agree yeah. with me, because we'll have. Well, it's easy to have all the naysayers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I can tell you five. Sort, you know, yeah. Yeah. I just I just need two or three people that yeah. agree with the direction Positively. I'm going. yeah. And if I can have that on those hard days, um, that gives me hope. Yeah, it gives me hope.
0: Yeah, we talk often and use the example. You know, if our spouses were to come down with a terminal illness or some you know crazy diagnosis that we would move heaven and earth to mm. get them the treatment they needed we would be with them through the hard we wouldn't say well you're sick and that's not what i signed right. up yeah. for we would pray and fight for them yeah, but then when we hit hardships in marriage you know it like you said it is hard there are going to be d- yep. days that are difficult that some it takes one spouse so often just starting to say i'm going to stick this out and i'm going to pray and intercede for god to change yeah. And that's where we see we all change all go, happen. Yeah, we all
2: go through rough patches.
0: Yeah, and yeah. so
2: if we were going to ring the I quit bell every time we had yeah. a rough patch, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not an It's not till it was till death. It was you know, yeah. all those things. It wasn't till you ticked right. me off. Like, yeah. like love is what. Very first couple. of – Love is what patience. patience. Yeah. Kind. Right? Love is kind. Didn't say nice. Right. <laughs> she said love is kind. Kind is much different than niceness. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so here's here's again a, a variation. How, are we loving our spouse well? Mm-hmm. Are we patient with them? Yeah. You know. Yes, a sickness or they've hidden post premenopause or they're yeah. going through a scenario at home with it with, with with her parents whatever right. you know like yeah. are, are you do you or have work the endurance or
1: yeah. work you know, is hard. Yeah. you can come home and have that all what a bad day at work mm. and often take it out on your children mm. or your wife yeah. Yeah. or husband
2: cuz we with, expect them to understand us yes yeah.
1: exactly Just don't have a bad yeah. day yeah.
2: you know but we, we again when we go back to preferring others above ourselves mm-hmm. you know um, we get home thinking our spouse gets us. My kids understand. Mm-hmm. We would never talk that way to our boss. Right. We would never have a job. Right. right. So we get our <laughs> spouse. So the, we need to be gracious. We're going to go, you know what? I, yeah. I, I can't treat him or her. I can't, you know, I've got, I've got to be careful in honoring them, you know, respecting, you know, their role in, in marriage and as a husband or as a wife. Yeah.
0: What do you think about the emotional connection in a relationship and kind of... I don't know if I've ever seen a marriage where emotionally people are exactly on the same page at the same time, you know, but how do we connect emotionally um to our spouses in a better way?
2: Um yeah, so it's good. I think you're um we're different levels emotionally. Yeah. And I think if we feel like um one is better than the other. I think mm. we're, we're going to be, be competing. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I think we got to look at our what are our strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, where one is is um, has we call it EQ emotional intelligence. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. able mm-hmm. to survey a room and say, hey, I'm not I'm not the most important person in the room, right? Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't have to have the loudest voice. Like like those are good emotional approaches to things. Uh, but if we are be- if if we're married to our spouse, mm-hmm. then uh, we didn't marry. Are identi- identical. Right? Right. We marry somebody different than us, <laughs> yeah. right? So otherwise, if we married our a perfect person uh, uh, who we were, uh, either we're going to be bored out of our mind yeah. or drive <laughs> ourselves crazy. So we find somebody's yeah. opposite in us in many ways. Right. And it includes emotions as well too. So as opposed to looking at as this is a competing thing, we got to see it as it's more of a completing thing. So I realize, mm-hmm. hey, my my wife is better at this mm-hmm. when it comes to emotions than I am. So when you say, hey, how's it you? How do you handle that? How do you deal with it that way? Because I I need to be better like that. Like mm-hmm. it's having the, an honest conversation about that. Or hey, you know, when it comes to anger, like you don't I have explosive anger. You don't have explosive. Like, how does that bother you? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because I don't let I don't let the little things build up. You know, mm-hmm. I just I, I start the conversation early on. So as opposed to having an animosity towards the fact that they don't respond the way you do, um, look at it as a positive thing. Like you know, what? Oh, I need good. I need to grow in that. Yeah. You know, and so help me. As your spouse can help me grow in that emotion, so mm-hmm. I'm not because I, most of us know our blind spots. Yeah, we just don't want to talk about them, right? <laughs> and then other people see them as well too. And sometimes yeah. they'll say something, right? Yeah. Usually our spouse or, or our kids. Um, but it's another thing to say, hey, you know what? I need, I need to, I need help in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, as our, as our kids got older, you know, I've always we've always told our kids, hey, stop doing that. Hey, you can't do that. Hey, you know. As our kids got older, I started sitting with them going, Hey, what are some things that dad struggles with? Mm. How am I doing? Wow. Right? Because I always tell you for the last 18 years, yeah. hey, don't quit, stop. <laughs> but guess what? As you become of age, yeah. I want you to speak into my life. Yeah. And so when my daughter or my son said, Hey Dad, you've been a little impatient lately, I go, yeah. I don't go, ah, whatever. I yeah. go, Hey, thank you. Right. I need I need to be aware of that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. this is a family. This isn't right. this isn't this is a dictatorship where yeah. two of us are running the house. Right. It right. might be for a little right. bit, for a short season. Yeah. <laughs> but as you get older you know, these kids become adults, mm-hmm. you know, and when they can speak into your life as well, too, and they may not always agree with everything, mm-hmm. but they, they have a window in as well, too. You're going, this is how a unit begins to function, right? Right, And so that, and that now you've got respect towards each other and honoring as right. a husband and wife, honoring as a mom and dad, honoring mm-hmm. you as a kid, you know, and you begin to work with inside those realms. And
0: yeah. how much healthier to be able to sit and have a calm conversation yeah. to say, here's some places, you know, where I see... Where you ask for that feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of it being something that you're festering and right. and it's boiling over, like you said, where it just explodes, you know, when there's another pair of socks on the floor. Yeah. And we go back to two years worth of, of anger that you've held yeah, in. Open the closet yeah. up. I mean we this missing <laughs> at you. And yeah. You said this, you know, before we this. Yeah. Right. It's so much healthier to be able to do that. That's great, great advice. Yeah. Um how can a person serve their spouse if they're not living under the same roof right now? Would you have any ideas about mm-hmm. that? I mean, we kind of talked about encouraging and loving them um, and maybe even giving them the freedom, if you're separated, to to start rebuilding some of this, to say, hey, I, I you did this when you were separated. Uh, yeah. Despite um, unfaithfulness, despite some physical abuse, some verbal abuse, she called my dad and said... When she heard, you know, once God revealed to you what, right. what had oh, happened yes. and and where she had failed, she said, "I'm sorry for my part." Mm. And I think we all have to take ownership at some point, don't you think?
2: Yeah, yeah. Of, I, I don't think I've run into a scenario where it's always one person's right. fault. You're right, right. Oh, it's 100 percent right. your fault. Right. Rarely, right. rarely, super rarely is. That I don't the case. think right. I've heard it either. Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, if it deals with, you know, well, yeah. yeah, rarely is it the case. Right. So the idea isn't. Yours is you you have 80% I have 20%. Yeah. That's the case. How how do I navigate my 20% mm-hmm. in this issue? I need I need to own it. I need to figure out, hey, I need to, you know, address because of what I did or didn't mm-hmm. do for you or to you which caused some of this stuff or whatever. Uh, but the idea of serving is and I, I love the I love the thought here uh, talking about it because it's hard to serve when you're hurt. Mm. Yes. I don't want to give to somebody who's hurt me. Mm-hmm. You've you've caused so much pain. How can I how can I now go back and, But it, go, it goes again again, me, again it goes back to the word. Right. How do I prefer you even above my emotions and feelings when I'm right. when they're so raw right Right, now, right. You know? And honestly, I think part of that is it's the little things that that, that you're talking about. But it's also so same Lord. Help me mm-hmm. to know what I need to say. Mm-hmm. Help me to know what I, I need to do.
1: Empower me. Empower yeah. me to do it, yeah. Empower. It's yeah. really the Holy Spirit yeah. where I would say, okay, Lord, I can't do this Absolutely. in the flesh. Yeah. But you can empower me and me, I can treat him like you want me to treat him right. and yeah. not how I feel. Yeah. And that can change a person's life yeah. and, and not always being angry and, and keeping... Uh, a tally right. of what mm-hmm. they've been doing. Right. If we erase that, as the Lord erases and forgives us when when we do things, yeah. mm-hmm. then it can change our marriage and our home so much of the atmosphere, yeah. mm-hmm. and and not hold grudges, yeah. and and don't speak them. Speak it to the Lord. Right. And, and ask the Lord to change it and do things. Yeah. But we need to really speak to the Lord more than we speak to our spouses about all these issues. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah.
2: said, he said bring it to, bring it to me. Bring, bring it to it me. To yeah. me. Yeah.
1: And it, I think so many times in the flesh we want to spew it mm-hmm. and be able to just say it and feel good about it. So I've said my piece. I've right. unloaded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I load. Yeah. And, and the Lord is saying, where do you see that in the world? Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: because that anger begins it rolls over to bitterness mm-hmm, and right. then resentment. We wouldn't be here if you hadn't done this mm-hmm, and said that right. and, and we live there and from a physical standpoint, what mm-hmm. bitterness and resentment does to your physical body literally shuts begins to shut your body down. Yeah. Right. Then emotionally what it does to your body causes you to become numb and then begin to, you know, believe things that aren't the like, all and the the neuros, all that stuff that bitterness and resentment does, you know, I always said this way. People who live in the area of bitterness, it's like, I'm I'm gonna take this pill that's mm-hmm. gonna kill me and I'm gonna hope that you're gonna die. Yeah. Really? That's kind of what it is. You're just you're just yeah. swallowing it. So the best way to do it is let's get it on the table. Mm-hmm. This is gonna hurt and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be ugly. We might have to do a little bit of surgery here and all. Mm-hmm. But man, the long term results of having a healthy conversation or a healthy relationship long term mm-hmm. way outweighs just dealing and festering in all that stuff. Right. right, and so it's it's tough, but you we've got to be out of ourselves mm-hmm. and in front of them in the spirit to say, how do I love them mm-hmm. as you would have me love them, Lord? Right? How do I serve them as you would have me serve them? Because I've you know, I read through the scriptures and I see so many times Jesus over and over again, even though he was chastised and ridiculed, and the disciples over and over, again, they were still serving people at their feet, still mm-hmm. giving them what they not what they deserve, but what they needed. Right. They don't deserve it, but maybe they really need yeah. that right that at that moment.
1: And mm-hmm. and if you've got the relationship with the Lord and your spouse right now mm-hmm. is hurting and having multiple things going on, pray for them and, and do not give up on yeah. them and 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 just turn the other cheek, go the extra mile that the Lord tells us to do. Yeah. That's the
2: greatest example that that like you're the greatest example of Christ in mm-hmm. that moment Amen. that your spouse will ever see. Right? Not a pastor, not anybody else. But yeah. when they see that spouse of theirs, who they have done all, the, whatever, still serving them, mm-hmm. still respecting them, not, not being a doormat, right. but still right. respecting them, still honoring them, right. talking to them right before the kid, all that stuff, That that's the love of Christ. That's the character of Christ mm-hmm. through you to them. And that brings healing in his heart to say, mm-hmm. if she can still do that after all that I've done, then I can step back. And I'm thinking of a couple who they were adultery after adultery after mm-hmm. adultery after adultery. And she found out about it. They had n- a number of kids, and so on. And he found he, he realized he needed help. Right. And she ran cover mm. and said, "Hey, dad's going away for a little while. Mm-hmm. He he's for work." And she basically he basically she basically kicked him out of the house. He mm-hmm. had to get help, and so on. Yeah. But she didn't rat on him. Right. She just said he's he's going away for some work. Mm-hmm. He went and got some help. And he found healing. He mm-hmm. realized the addictions that were going on, you know, adultery after adultery. Got help on that stuff. Long term, eventually, she welcomes him back in the home. Long, long, long a while mm-hmm. back later, as he's walking in the door, mom and all the boys had made this beautiful poster. Mm-hmm. Dad, welcome. Like he's like, I felt like such a smug. I can't mm-hmm. believe all, that mm-hmm. I know, all these things. He's like, but what'd she do? She didn't bash him while he was gone. Mm-hmm. She didn't pitch her side of the story. Yeah. Right. She prayed, and she had got people around her to yeah. believe with her what God Amen. was telling her to do. God was doing His thing in His life. Right. He was doing something amazing in her life. We all have our own story. Yeah. And now their marriage is a unified marriage of a family with four boys. That's great. Right? And so, wow. the, but but the thing is, nobody sees the details. Right. We just say, I want that. Yeah. I want I want yeah. a family of four. No, no, you have no idea right. what we've we got to get there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. the development of discipleship. Of, yeah. of following longevity of life and doing this thing called, you know, a hard walk of Christianity, yeah. is lived out. You right. know, it, t- it takes a lot of those days being in the in the trenches, right. praying through, fasting through, believing through, mm-hmm. crying through, all those things. Right. Not gossiping, chatting, trying to you know pitch your angle, but believing because of what you know what what your what your why is you know in your marriage we're going we're going to hold this thing together
0: and she helped remove that shame oh my goodness, that she, probably yeah. was a burden to him because she said i god's going to take care of yes. you and god's going to take care of us yep. and and that's a huge thing cuz we know a lot of people deal with the shame of what they've done and that's a hindrance for some people, right. even, that they stop trying to work on their marriage because they don't understand, how can you love me after what I've done to you? Mm-hmm. How can you show me this unconditional love? It's only because of Christ. Right, yeah. Because in our power, we, we don't do that.
2: Right, right. <laughs> because even the one who's hurt. Right. They may not walk in shame, but there's insecurity. Mm-hmm. There's all there, there's broken parts in them because right. of what the offender has done to them. Yeah. They've got to pick up. And guess what? God says, yeah, I've came for every broken heart, right. not just that broken heart. I came for all the broken hearted individuals. Mm-hmm. So God wants to heal the one who's wounded and the one who's been, who's been wounded You yeah. know, in that process. And so we all walk through that. And none of us get out of this life unscathed. Yeah. We Correct. all we all have, yeah. you know, bruises and cuts and, and all that stuff. It just tells our story, right? right all right. scars tell mm-hmm. a story, right? And so but but if if that scar is never healed and it just festers and festers, then we've never really allowed it to heal cuz we just we're living in the scar. Right. But a scar that's healed tells a story of how it's been healed and how mm-hmm. you know what that was painful and it took it took 6 months to get through it. Yeah. But I'm good now. Yeah. I'm good now, but and it's got a story And
1: Yeah, the Lord Will use that. Pain, yeah, yeah, amen. Yep. And yep. then somebody will share something to somebody and she goes, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. Or he says, My f- wife was unfaithful. I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And men, we've got to tell you, don't give up on your wives mm-hmm. that have taken a detour road. Oh, don't give up. Yeah. Because if you do what you what we're talking about today, you can restore your marriage and have your children. You're you're the example and, yeah. and the living example when a wife has just strayed, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and just didn't have a strong walk with the Lord and was tempted, yep. mm-hmm. you know, at work or wherever, you know. So— we, God can do anything. Yeah, there, yeah. there is hope. <laughs> yeah. There is hope. never hope. too far gone. Yeah. Never.
2: yeah, never too far gone.
0: Yeah. If a person's too far gone, then that we've just limited the power of Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't believe that's the case. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe that's the case. Amen. Well, would you um, pray for yeah. the person who is in a struggling marriage right now? They may be going through separation or divorce and trying to fight for that marriage on their own. They may be living. You know, in turmoil day after day, but would you pray for that person and then also for their prodigal that's that's trying to run from God and run from a marriage and pray for those marriages?
2: Yeah, I'd love to. Wow, Lord, thank you, um, Father. You said that uh, that there would be trouble on earth, um, no matter what we face, Lord, because we live in a sinful world and there'd be temptations and trials. There'd be these moments, Lord, that, uh, that are are tough, Lord. Sometimes life and marriage can get a little ugly, ugly. but uh, we know, Lord, your word says that you have come to overcome. And so we're grateful and being reminded, Lord, that no matter what we walk through on this side of heaven, that you're walking through with us. And so, Father, I pray, God, for, for that lonely spouse whose spirit's lonely, whose Mind is, is wandering and, and wondering. God, you said you're, you draw near to those who are brokenhearted. Would you first draw near to that individual right now and let them know that, number one, they're not by themselves, they're not alone, uh, but you're uh, You're there to, to walk with and to encourage and to teach them, Lord, through this process. But would you also remind them, Father, that your plan is not fully finished yet. If if there's still breath in our lungs and we are still on this side of heaven, then the job is not fully finished yet. And I'm Mm -hmm. reminded over and over and over and over again throughout Scripture where we thought it it was a done deal, Mm -hmm. again, you rose up. Mm -hmm. We we saw, we we see it, you know, whether whether it's a dead person uh, being raised up. Days after they're dead, whether it's a crippled person who's lived 40-plus years of the same disease over and over and over again, it was just the right time that you came into the moment and you brought in restoration, you brought in healing, uh, you brought in a broken life and a broken body and a broken relationship and a broken emotion, Father, and you begin to bring healing to it. God, would you do that for those who are here standing in the gap for their spouse mm-hmm praying fasting and believing God would mm-hmm. you would you encourage them would you equip them father with scripture would you equip them father with mm-hmm. relationships father uh, this ministry and the ministries in this area Lord and in in worldwide God that would, would inspire them and remind them that you are for them and not against them mm-hmm. this trial and tribulation they might be facing father uh, it may define them it may equip them Lord but it will not take them out amen we thank you for it, Lord. And God, I pray, Father, for just a couple, Lord, who's uh, just found themselves in in, in a divided uh, place, Lord, a, a home that's just has its challenging spots. Father, I pray God that number one, Father, that they would take ownership of their responsibility. Uh, that Father, every uh, every home has a chair, mm-hmm. and God, that chair is according to your word is to be sat in by. By the husband, by the father, Lord of that home, and sometimes uh, uh, that father can't or doesn't, and then the wife kind of sits in that chair and takes that authority. But ultimately, Lord, we know that that chair has been put there by you; that you are the, to be the the centerpiece of authority in a, in a home, Father. And I pray God for yes, that wayward yeah. couple, Lord, who may be struggling, Father. I pray God that they would find you at the centerpiece of their marriage. They may not know exactly where to start or what to say, but would they, if they would at least get to a place of going, Father, this is your home. This is your marriage. These are your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life is on loan by you. Would you use me? Would you do with my life what you will? And God, would you humble my heart to listen and be obedient to what you've called me to do in the little, still, small voice? Say what you want me to say. Respond the way you want me to respond. Act the way I should act. God, that I can honor you with my life, my marriage, my family, my kids, my job, my career. God, I want to honor you with it, Lord. So help me do that. Thank you, Father. You said that you are an ever-help and present in times of need. And So, Lord, would you be that ever-help and present in this time of need in those marriages? Thank you for this ministry, Lord. Thank you for its reaching into the lives of so many households and so many families, Lord, here locally and abroad. Continue to bless it. And use it for your glory, for lives to be changed, and hearts to be turned to you, and marriages to be restored, and families to walk with you all the days of their life, from Amen. this generation to the next generation, and so on. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well,
0: thanks for joining Thank us, you. Scott. It was
2: great.